Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. We are so grateful for all of you joining us this morning. Uh, my name is Janine Bitson, and I am so grateful that my good friend is co-hosting with me this morning. Hi, Roxanne Solonen here. Happy to be here on this beautiful Monday morning. Yeah. So. Oh, we have been yeah. really, really, really blessed with the weather lately. Yeah. Oh. I, I took a walk yesterday and it was like midday. I was not expecting to like sweat so hard. I had to like pull over into some shade for five minutes. It was really warm. Yeah. You know? And you're just not quite expecting that level of intensity. At, but but yeah. the evenings are so wonderful because you yep. can open up the windows now and just uh, feel that cool breeze in the in the evening. So yeah. we we were just really grateful for the great weather we've had across our, our 10 diocese listening area. Uh, but as with everything, uh, we want to begin in prayer. And so in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus says, the one who is least among all of you is the greatest. Wow, Roxanne, humility. Lord God, creator of heaven and earth, our world lacks true humility. Please touch our hearts, our minds, our souls with the virtue of humility. True humility is our path to heaven. Let us be willing to be hummus, that good soil, although trampled afoot in our daily lives by the world, it also provides the nourishment for our lives. We ask that you, Jesus Christ, help us to find that true humility. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, we have a, a special guest in studio. It's always nice to have someone here with us. And we have Deacon Logreen, George Logreen. And we're going to talk a little bit this morning about Fatima, the world apostolate of Fatima with Deacon George. But first, Deacon George, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? And also, we'd like to hear just for those listeners who are just finding us and have never heard of Fatima before, can you do a little explanation of what it is? I know that's hard to summarize such a, a big story, but if you could kind of give a glimmer. Well, um, myself and Mary go back a long ways together. Uh, no, she <laughs> she introduced herself to me through my sister. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I was 10 or 11, maybe 12 years of age. Our family was church mouse poor. We had no money. My oldest sister went off to college and got a teaching degree. She came home with a few bucks in her pocket and she invited three of myself and two other brothers to go to a movie. The movie was in Foreman, North Dakota, a little country town. It was a miracle of Fatima movie. It, our lady grabbed me then. And she's been my... Um, she supports me all the way. I mean, I, I lean back on her. When, I, when things aren't going well, I turn to Mary. And it's been great. It's just so beautiful because a lot of our listeners, and even myself, um, it's it wasn't something I was aware of when I was a child and only got to know 
you know, in my adulthood, uh, the story of Our Lady of Fatima, the miracle uh, in Portugal of Fatima, and um, the 13th day was uh, the movie that uh, I saw, and how beautiful it is. So I encourage our listeners to to learn more about it, um, you know, especially with October 13th, you know, just down the road here. Yes. Uh, but now you're going to be visiting with us about the World Apostolate of Fatima. Just to clarify what the apostolate actually is, um, it's, it's approved by Rome, and I'll, I'm going to read it verbatim. We are an International Public Association of the Faithful, approved by the Holy See. Its mission is to evangelize using the message of Fatima as an instrument to build the kingdom of God on earth. Excuse me. So, we actually, we are the only association officially authorized to spread the message of Fatima. Now, that doesn't say anybody else can't spread the message. Certainly we should. But we are the official arm of information flowing from Fatima to the world. And that's so important so that there's not all these different messages, but but you are right, you know, even with the gospel this last weekend, you know, uh, both with Moses and with Jesus, it's like, Whoever is for us can't, isn't against, so to speak, but it is to have that clarity from the organization mm-hmm. of the world of Fatima. I, I have a question. When you were 11, did you say, mm-hmm. back then and saw that movie, what was it that struck you? Obviously, something grabbed your heart. Do, do you recall some of the details of the movie, or was it just... It, it, actually, in one way, it was the first time I connected with God or, or acknowledged his mission for us. Um, and I don't know why I did that, because just as a little boy. But I, I, it was an awe that God would send his mother mm. in, you know, back to earth mm-hmm. to teach us. So it, it, and uh, through the it, children, too. And through the children, certainly. Yeah. They're instruments, willing instruments. Well, that probably that answers yeah. your question, too. You know, you don't know why at that age, and, and yet that's what Mary did through the children, and God did that through your heart, too. Spoke to you. Thank you. I hadn't put the, those two, I hadn't correlated those two together. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, so Deacon Logring, um, how when did you, like, get really seriously involved in this apostolate? There was a specific uh, event um, and I don't know the dates, in the early 80s, uh, a gentleman by the name of Louis Kaczmarek uh, brought the International Pilgrim Virgin statue to North Dakota. And in fact, we, we were privileged to have her visit the church at Castleton, St. Leo's in Castleton. And that totally opened my mind to, and, and heart to, to the mission that we have uh, that Fatima is that important. It was that important then, and even more, as time goes on, more important now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it especially is uh, in, in this day and age, uh, is just as relevant, like you said. Um, so, how has the Apostle of Fatima and the Rosary had an impact on your life? Well, my family prayed the Rosary most of the time. We didn't, it wasn't without fail. Um, it was on and off again a few times, but generally we were a rosary-praying family, so, and that, that certainly had an impact on my life. 
but um, it's it's just that I'm I'm a believer in the, in the intercession of Mary, and like I mentioned, um, if there's the going gets tough, as they say, I will turn to Our Lady, and uh, all I know, God has blessed us very much. I've been blessed by God. Um, I have a question thinking about when the, the statue of Mary came, mm-hmm. and I know she travels around, and that's, that's important. I think it might be confusing to some people maybe who aren't Catholic who are listening, or even some that are, like, why, why is that so important, that, that tangible presence, um, when that's not really her? But, you know, just to kind of explain the whole statue thing, because I think it's a, a visual and a tangible thing that we can hold and gaze upon, but... Yeah, thank you, Roxanne. That's a very mm-hmm. important part of the message. Um, when I connect the dots with this, it goes all the way back to the beginning. When, when we know what did Jesus give us? Jesus gave us a church. He said, I will build my church. And then the church gave, gave us the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times that's confusing. People say, well, the, the Bible tells us this and that. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that all truths are in the Bible. In fact, it says the other way, that there will be teaching, the teaching church. So, so what we, when we look at this statue, certainly it is not the presence. We are not um, worshiping a God. We're not even, um, you know, it, she is literally a reminder. For example, most people would have a picture of their mother someplace. And this is what we are doing. She is our, our spiritual mother, and we honor her with, with that image. And the image is only to um, remind us of her, of her beauty and her strength and her closeness to God. So, um, Right, and so every time you see that, that statue of Our Lady of Fatima, the story of Fatima and the faith that, that she came to share and the children's reception, innocent reception of that, is, is recalled. Mm-hmm. There's one particular, another addition to that statue uh, visitation. That was the International Pilgrim Virgin Statue. It has been many places in the world, and along with it, God has chosen, through his mother's intercession perhaps, that many, many miracles occur in the presence of that statue. Now, the statue itself does not have power. We, right up front, we acknowledge that. But God can use whatever he wills. To reach people, and and he has used, I mean, hundreds of miracles associated with that particular statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, she cries. Many, many, many healings have happened in the presence of that statue, um, physical and spiritual healings. So it, it's an instrument that God has used, and uh, that got that got me on the road mm-hmm. to the Fatima, the Apostolate of Fatima. Well, it's so beautiful because Our Lady, um, for those, uh, both Catholics and non-Catholics alike, um, there's there can be that confusion, and we don't worship Mary, mm-hmm. uh, we venerate her, and the th- beautiful thing about Mary, our spiritual mother, is that everything she's ever done has pointed to God. You know, she always 
leads us to her son. She always leads us to God. It's never, you know, we prayed about humility at the beginning of the show and talk about the ultimate person of humility, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if we could emulate Mary's humility, I would say 90% of the world's problems would all disappear. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's that powerful, um, her witness and her um, giving all glory to God. Right. So, so what yes. is the objective of this particular mission then? How, how would you, you kind of explained it in, in the mission statement, but how, how do you carry that out? When, when you apply it to life, we are invited to follow Mary, to turn to her for her intercession before God, because she's sitting right next to the throne of God, and as mother, uh, has very great influence in her prayers uh, she prays before God for us. It's uh, it's just like we can we can say to somebody else, "Could you pray for me?" And sure, we we do that all the time. We say to our our mother, "Can you pray for me?" And you're the closest to the throne of God that anyway we know. So, um, so the 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 goal is is to bring people back to her son Jesus, and that's what she wants. And if we go to Mary, that's where we end up finding ourselves. Mm. Very beautiful. So beautiful. So we, um, we have a couple minutes before we go to break, but can you just tell us about the first Sunday devotion? What is that? First Saturday, perhaps? Or first Saturday, I'm sorry. Sure. First Saturday devotion. Yeah. It's, it's a, a promise our, Mary, our Lady made. Uh, that was done later on in the year 1925. It wasn't one of the the six uh, Fatima apparitions and, uh, and and that was to Sister Lucia but anyway she she said that those who would um, re- there's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check the, the sequence um, on the first Saturday of five consecutive months she requested that we would uh, go to confession be in the state of grace um, receive communion on that day, that we would pray a five-decade rosary, and in addition to that, meditate on one or more of the other mysteries for another 15 minutes. And all of this in reparation for the, the sins of the world, the, the sins against the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So she promised that if those who will do this, that... She will be with them with all the grace necessary at death for their salvation. They may go to purgatory. They may not be totally clean, but they will have sufficient grace for salvation. Mm-hmm. That was her promise. Wow. You know, that, that's just the first Saturday of every month, if, if we could all do that. Five, uh, five in a row. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, quite, quite beautiful promises coming from Our Lady. Mm. All right. Well, you're listening to Real Presence Radio, and this is Roxanne Solomon, Janine Bitson, and we have Deacon George Logreen with us this morning. We will hear more about the world apostolate, I can't quite get that word out, of Fatima after this break. So stay tuned and be right back with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. It's made our faith much more real. I mean, we've, we've always practiced our faith, you know, but that being said, um, there's so much more to our faith than an hour a week on Sundays. And I think oh, yeah. that's what, what Real Presence Radio has, along with fantastic priests and a great parish. That's really what constantly reminded of when I'm listening is just how rich and deep and historic and beautiful and and it's the truth. You know? It's truth. What is truth? Our faith is is the truth. And uh, you know, and in this tough world that we live in, you kinda need a constant you know, a constant dose of the truth. This is Ginger Kaiser from St. Anne's in Black Duck, Minnesota. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio. We are so grateful that you've joined us, and and we are just also so grateful that Deacon George Logering from the Diocese of Fargo is joining us to talk about the World Apostolate of Fatima. And before the break, we were talking about the First Saturday Devotion, and uh, Deacon, you had talked about what it is, but could you um, encourage our listeners, uh, why would you want to see others begin this practice of the first Saturday devotion. One of the things we as people, um, we need discipline. And it, let's say if you're going out for sports, you need discipline and practice. And one of the things the first Saturday devotion does is give us a routine and we get in the in the habit or the practice of of turning to our Lord uh, through Our Lady, perhaps. Um, so, in in my life, it's just been a comfort to know that I've I've done these first Saturdays, and I and I still do occasionally first Saturday. I'm not making every one of them. I have fulfilled her request of the first five in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I I want to fill in one blank I left just a while ago when I was talking about Jesus gave us the church, the church gave us the Bible. So uh, many people can say, well, there's no place in the Bible where you, where you honor Mary or they think we're worshiping Mary, which we are not. Mm-hmm. But 
what Jesus did do. He gave us the church and said, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose will be loosed in heaven. Um, so one of the things the church does is encourage through many feast days and, and prayer rituals that we do attend and, and turn to Our Lady for asking for the grace of God. So the, the church is our official teacher um, and certainly based on, on Scripture all of you know, also, but but the church gave us scripture in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, as as you were talking about that, I was just thinking, <clears throat> here we are on earth. God chose to bring Jesus, who is both divine and human, to us. But Mary is the fully human creature that is the most like us in that way. I mean, I understand. You know what I mean? Like, we're not divine. And so she is, it makes sense. It just makes, like, on, on a real basic level mm-hmm. that Mary would be the one that we're kind of left with, although God and Jesus are always there. But she's the one we can connect with, and she's the mother. And mothers are so, like, without mothers, we wouldn't be here, right? Yeah. So anyway, I'm just, I'm, like, kind of making all these connections which are so basic but sometimes you have to come back to the basics to to really enter in yeah and it's just so beautiful i mean the images of of mary and in her different visits here on earth are just so precious and um she's in constant contact with us and and it just makes sense that we would have a prayer life and ask for her intercession and and to have those devotions mm-hmm. yeah and, yeah. and like for heaven to come to earth, kind of like what you were saying when you were eleven. That's what I right. felt. Yeah. yeah, and she's still doing that, and to to commemorate that, and to, you know, I'm wondering about this juncture in our in our world. Um, is is the message of Fatima more urgent, I would think, than ever, or or is it just all the same? When I look at it, certainly it's, it's uh, more important than ever, and that's not only myself. That's been said. Uh, Pope John Paul II had said it's more relevant now than it was in in, in 1917, hmm. um, and he that was a while ago. And you look at the world today; we're certainly everybody can see we are more critical time mm-hmm. right now in history than we've been for I don't know when the last time this situation is in front of us. We're a very dangerous world right now, and um, so. It's through Our Lady's intercession that, that we can... This is a message of hope. Mm-hmm. It was intended to be a message of hope because she won't... She'll never give up on us. She will continue to intercede before the throne for her, from her son. And uh, she's our champion. Yeah, mm. she sure is. And, and there is a lot of hope, and you're so right. But in order to receive that... That hope and that message, it, it needs to begin with prayer. And mm-hmm. so you speak of the rosary, and, and that's where we ask Our Lady's intercession through, you know, the recitation of the rosary. But in all of those mysteries, it, they all point to her son. And that's what we need in our world so desperately right now is the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons for hope, the, the big promise Our Lady made is, in the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. Uh, she will not fail. Uh, we have no idea the plan of God, what He will put up with before, um, before the graces are, are sent down to, to just convert, that everybody will realize that, that she is 
the um, the source of not the source of grace, but the channel of grace, <clears throat> mediatrix, mediatrix of grace. It'll come through her, and uh, but it'll be the plan of God and the, and the grace of God that she will will deliver to us. And that's why the evil one fears her more than anyone. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of truth to that. Every rosary is as uh, a powerful sword against the evil one, and uh, it's just so vitally important. So, so Deacon George, back to you know, why would you encourage others to begin this first Saturday devotion and 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 give kind of like a, a how-to guide? How did you get started, and how can others get started doing this? You know exactly my time to you know get the first Saturday. It, it began at the time of that um, when Louis Kaczmarek brought the International Pilgrim Virgin statue here. Uh, he went through that process of of the first five Saturdays, <clears throat> and that's when I picked that up right away. And uh, and and since that as well. But um, you know why should people do this? It's a great source of grace, and at least for me, it's, it's been extremely satisfying just to know that, that we're in union with Our Lady, the, and she has the direct line to the grace of God, and we turn to our mother, and she will wrap us in her mantle and protect us. Very, very beautiful. So where can our listeners find more resources about the World Apostolate of Fatima and the First Saturday Devotions? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a couple of places that, um, with, with a lot of places, but I know two of them. The uh, Ignatius Press has information on this. Uh, Augustine Institute has has information on this. But you can go to almost any, any bookstore. Um, one of the... Um, I'm trying to think, Andrew, uh, Father Andrew Apostoli, uh, Fatima for Today is a, is a great book which connects the, the, the reason for all of it, why we need to participate in this, in this process. Um, Our Lady isn't going to have this magic wand of fairy dust and, and sprinkle it on the earth and everything's fine. It's going to take our prayers, our sacrifices that we offer in, as in reparation for the sins of the world and for the conversion of sinners. That was her request all the way through um, to the children. You know, every, every apparition was pray the rosary. That's key. Pray the rosary, pray the rosary. But in addition to that, she said, offer everything you do as a sacrifice and offer it in reparation for the sins of the world. In the, in the conversion of poor sinners to save them. They were given a vision of the fires of hell. And, and she said, in order to um, help people stay away from that and not fall into the, in, into the sin that, that leads them to hell, she said, pray for poor sinners because they get bound up and, and uh, they almost feel helpless at times, but through, through our prayers and the grace of God, they can find their way. Mm. Yeah, that's wonderful, Deacon George. Uh, you know, I went to a website here too, um, the World Apostolate of Fatima, and uh, those of you listeners who who like the the um, technology form, um, there's a some great um, information there. Um, the center of Fatima spirituality is Jesus Christ himself, and through him, the Most Holy Trinity. Um, just a, a really wonderful. Um, 
way to get to know more and how mm-hmm. you can take that first step on your first Saturday devotions and, and maybe make a promise to do it before October 13th. Can you quickly tell our listeners what happens then? What's that the anniversary of? Well, October 13th was the big one. No, that's, <laughs> that's a slang way of putting it. But this built up. Our Lady appeared beginning June 13th, you know, June, July, August, September. And uh, anyway, uh, and, and beginning of May 1st, actually, but um, I want to connect one dot. On the July one is when the children saw the vision of hell. Mm-hmm. And that's when they were taught the prayer, the, uh, the Fatima prayer. You know, oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fire of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Um, that was given to us then. Um, but this all led up, and our, the children said, Our Lady, you know, can you, can you help us to make people believe? People aren't going to believe. And she said, I will provide a, ver- a miracle that all might believe. And uh, that was actually the, the September one, when she promised that miracle would come. And uh, when October 13th came around, it was a day torrential rains it was just buckets of rain falling and but it did not stop the crowds from coming up 70,000 people showed up at this site walking in the mud wallowing in the mud and then when our when our lady appeared to the children the people couldn't see it but they knew she was there because the children knelt down and everybody knelt in the mud but anyway that's when uh, a chain of events started to unfold where Lucia said Look at the sun. But the reason she said that wasn't that the miracle of the sun was happening for the people yet. But she, Lucia, she saw the image of Our Lady imprinted on the face of the sun. That's why she said, look at the sun. But when people all looked up there, then it began the tremendous manifestation of, of a light show. The, the sun began to dance around. It had like a... Uh, screen put over the face of it so you could look directly at the sun and it began to move around and shoot out colors of all different colors of people clothing looked different colors but then it began as if it was falling to the earth and the people were horrified they they thought we're dying yeah they each thought they were dying some gave praise to god you know take me home others were saying forgive me my sins and they began confessing their sins publicly because they knew it looked like the wrath of God was coming on them. Mm. Well, Deacon George, we're so grateful that you joined us this morning to talk about the world apostolate of Fatima. Uh, we have to go on a quick break, but uh, thank you for sharing that. And to all our listeners, please look into this. It's a really beautiful, beautiful part of our faith. So we're going to head to break now. And on the other side of the break, uh, we will be talking to Patrick Oh, forgive me, Patrick Gordon from the Tobet Project. You don't want to miss this. Be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 